Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 243 and it is Tuesday, June 29, 2021. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Yes, and joining us once again in the Zoom studios, he is the host of Let's Chat with Chris Revel. Uh, he is an excellent and awesome uh, podcaster and host, ladies and gentlemen, and party people everywhere. Please give it up once again, returning to the show, Chris Revel. Welcome back, sir. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm so excited. We're doing like our, little, our little crossover for our, uh, our video podcast, Let's Chat Live, as well. But, but mm-hmm. still- things are getting a little a, a, a bit safer maybe maybe someday we'll before the before the year is out for sure we'll definitely get back uh in in, in our in the, stu- in the studio here aka my apartment and you know ha- have a recorded episode in person uh yeah, yeah. Or, like, or an actual studio studio or like that was fun too or like, yeah I'm, I'm craving it back in the studio again uh, like, the uh, uh, uh what's your writers club <laughs> Yeah, they, I just read they don't, they're opening on the July 20th. Oh, great. Again. So, like, ah. And then now, like, a whole bunch of studios in Rhode Island have been popping up. I need to start, like, exploring them all. But, like, how about you guys? It's like, some of that stuff costs money. And I'm like, yeah. I know how to do this for free in my house. So, it's like, <laughs> until I'm earning enough money from this, uh, I don't really have the money to use for that yet. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. You know, yeah, we we do what we can. You know, anything anything to get uh, the word out to the good people out there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we are back uh, once again, um, and it's hot. Uh, it, it is a it is a heat wave all this week. Uh, upper nineties. Um, I got the AC on, but even then, it's it's just a bare lukewarm comfort. I was gonna say cold comfort, but uh, it takes it takes a while for my AC to 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 cool things down. Uh, but man, uh, it's it's a scorcher. So everyone out there, please be safe out there. Don't go out unless you absolutely have to. And I hope you got AC. If not, chill in your basement if you got it. Um, it is yeah. It, this 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 heat is nothing to play with. Global warming is no joke. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, like the Pacific Northwest is just burning up. Yeah, and... Oh, and I have family out there. I feel bad for them. Like, mm. like, hearing about all these things like the old generations used to do before air conditioning, I was like reading this thing. Like, my grandparents would tell like, you uh, you take your sheets and you put them in the freezer. And oh, wow. Like, lie on your bed. I was like, that's not a bad idea. Oh, wow. That's... Like, stuff, you know, people survive, had to survive heat beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like one of the medications I take like makes you extra heat sensitive. Mm. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I don't even have any like, air conditioning in the room I'm in because it's way too loud. Mm. That's the worst part about podcasting in the summer. It's like you gotta turn off your AC because of that noise it makes. You're just like. Uh, yeah, like. 
Yeah, I had that same problem too. Like when um, when it, when I was uh, recording uh, on just my uh, laptop sound, it, it can pick up like the ambient sound for like from the background, even the especially the AC. But once I have yeah. once I once I install once I use like a regular microphone and mixer, like it's yeah, it just isolates that like way in the back. That's why you ain't heard this. Anyone listen? That's why we don't use snowball mics anymore. Mm. Like, oh, cool! It picks up everything. Like, oh, it picks up. Oh, there's a cat walking 500 yards away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the same thing that like uh, we had on our own podcast. Like when we did the early episodes, we had like a blue Yeti mic for the longest time. And I know you remember this, Carl. <laughs> yeah, right? I do. yeah, it picked up the echo bouncing off the walls in that tiny, tiny room we recorded at Maurice's house. Shoutouts to Maurice, former co-host. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, man, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're doing it, you know, we're staying cool, you know, we're three cool cats, you know, on the podcast this week, we're gonna get into some nerd stuff, some things we've been up to, uh, some things we've been watching, games we've been playing, um, things we recommend, and, uh, at the end of, by the, uh, by the tail end of this episode, I'll also be debuting on the Codex Prime podcast pop proper, uh, a feature that I've introduced on Victor's Corner, the Codex Retrospective which will go back in time to some of um, the some noted uh, films and uh, game releases from years past. So definitely tune in for that. Uh, but yeah, Chris, um, how's life in your world? What have you, what have you been up to? I survived the, survived the pandemic. That was always good. That's a good thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, know, um, I don't know about you guys, but like, I would say the end of, 2019, um, early pre-pandemic, um, you know, like long story short, I've been doing my show for a long time, and then like um, there's a uh, my daughter was born, and life got a little hard, so like came within inches of trying to quit, and then didn't, and then when I kind of started to bring things back, and Carl, remember we did we did an episode of it uh, at, at, at the studio, that was kind of when I was coming back, and then yeah. Victor, we got we got to do that together too, but we'll have to do the three of us in the studio because it's just the best, it's so much fun. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so then I started doing the podcast. I kind of like slowed the podcast down. I started to pick it back up around that time when we, when we recorded, Carl, like around 2019. And then, um, you know, things started to, in podcast land at least, started to change a little bit. Like uh, um, I had this like notion of like I really still love doing the podcast, but it was starting to not fulfill me anymore. So I was like, I just need to get more out of it. It was, no, it was just kind of becoming too much of the same old, same old. So I kind of just, I ended up, teaming up with my producer, my business partner now, Bree, and then slowly these um, doors kind of started opening and it kind of took a, a turn to a way I never expected. I would say it went from like a, a six-year hobby to like the last year plus of like actually making a go at this, trying to make a career out of it. But so since since last time we were here, we started uh, Bree, I added a producer, Bree, uh, we started Let's Chat Live, which is our video podcast, uh, which is... Um, Tuesdays at 8 30, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 30 on Facebook and YouTube. And then that's when we interview more like podcasts and talk about the, the podcast, you know, kind of talk about podcasting. Um, and we got to moderate a couple panels. So we started the Let's Chat Club. And um, as of right now, too, we're actually starting to get into the stage where um, we're pitching to networks to try to get picked up. Um, so, like, we're um, in talks with, well, not in talks, it makes it sound way cooler than it is. But uh, the, the very, very very preliminary stages of um, into uh, with talking with uh, Stitcher, which is uh, kind of surreal. So like, nice. and then really trying to make the go at it. So it's been busy. I think 
because all the start of pre-pandemic, I think once the pandemic hit, it was like, well, I got a lot of time and a lot of feelings I need to avoid, so let's throw it into work. So I think that pandemic really sped up the last chat world uh, in a much faster way than I ever anticipated. Mm. Uh, from going from like just like I host the podcast to like, oh, fuck, I'm a small business owner now. Uh, like, <laughs> like there's like work that goes into it, and um, the joke I always say is that I started a podcast for reason and created a brand. So it's um it's busy, and then knock on wood, I, I work at a hospital, so I've been working through the whole thing. But I got my first vax in December, so things got a little bit better since then. Yeah, awesome. Right on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Same here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I hated it. I hated <laughs> it too. Did you have to go to work too? Yeah, I actually got it while I was at work. I was taking it. I was taking my clients to get it, and I'm just Ooh. like, you know, while I'm here, I might as well. I mean, I mean, did you have to work through the whole thing? Like, did you have to go into a oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I never stopped. I, I was yeah, so I jealous of all my friends on unemployment. I begged for them to lay me off. <laughs> I said, please, I, just lay me off for a year. I, I, will say, I will say this. The commutes to work were so much faster, so much smoother. Mm-hmm. I, I, I live in Warwick now. I was getting to the east side of Providence in like 15 minutes, when it should be taking me like 30 to 40 like on, on a like a, like a, a seven eight, like you know, have to be at work at eight, and I'd be like, I'd leave my house at like seven forty five, but there's nobody on the road. Yeah, it, it, it just makes you wonder. Just say, it makes you say to yourself, "Damn it, Thanos was right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it didn't work out for that Thanos though. It didn't, you know. But you know, I, I, I w- have to watch that at least ten times in quarantine. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say like maybe three or four. <laughs> like I, I got, I love that movie so much. I have to spread it out. It's my like. Well, you know, sometimes I'll do. I'll watch the first two acts, and then like sometimes I can't handle the last one. Like it's just like it's, it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes I'm like, I need to be happy. I just can't watch the last hour. I just it it. it I watch it when I'm at a place where I really, if, if, if things are really crappy, I'm like, I just, I just gotta lean into the discomfort. I just put on an end game and just go through it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Vic could actually recommend a couple of, you know, a couple of movies where you don't do it. <laughs> no. no, I, I got some good ones. I mean, especially if you're a horror fan, but if you're, but if you're, don't it's do a. It. Don't do it. But, don't do it. No, I'm a big baby. Okay. Oh, okay. The, in, 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 I just watched the preview for the new Jurassic World, and I was like, oh, that looks a little scary. Oh, uh, I mean, because... Uh, I remember going to the Joker being like, I don't know, this might be a horror movie. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in some ways it was. It was, okay. it was good. Yeah. Um, I I was gonna recommend some films by Ari Aster, but yeah, I don't think I don't think you'd like. <laughs> It, yeah, those movies are way too intense. Uh, specifically, Hereditary and Midsummer or Midsummer. Yeah, those. Oh, yeah, Midsummer. Oh yes, very much so. It's a. It's about this cult. It's a. It's a. It's a. It, yeah, it, it is. It is definitely a, a more of a psychological horror. But man, the things that. Yes, Florence Pugh. Yep, she was in that. 
uh, uh, so good. It's such a delicious movie. I mean, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> um, but but yeah, if, if you're if you're not in the mood for uh, for scary for scary stuff, I do recommend like some some good summer movies out there. You know, plenty plenty of ones like uh, you know classics like Jaws or. Um, you never saw Jaws? The, wow. Oh, okay. Well, well yeah. That's that's something you should definitely see. That's that's actually one of. I have a lot of a lot of movie gifts. I have like a lot of like blind spots for that stuff. Mm. I don't know why. I just, just I didn't avoid it. I just never saw it. You know? It just yeah. never never got played in my household. Mm. I don't know, it's one of those things. I, like I know I feel like I know it. Like I know it like culturally I, I feel mm. like I, I feel like I've seen it, but I really don't think I've ever sat down. I've seen pieces of it. Yeah. I've never sat down to watch it. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching. It's uh it's one of Spielberg's uh signature signature films, and it was one of the films that that spawned the, you know, the Hollywood blockbuster era, which we're still in to this day. Yeah, all right, uh, but yeah, man, uh, we got some people in the chat here. Uh, we have uh, uh Stewart, Chris Stewart from a uh, Pop Stew. What's up? Thank you for joining us. Uh, we also have Dominique Powell. Yeah. And we also got a uh, Dominique Powell in the chat as well. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, um, that's cool. So yeah, anything anything else uh, happening in your, in your world, Chris? I don't, it's, I don't know, you guys. It's, it's so strange. Like it's nice to have plans again. Like mm. uh, <laughs> kind of. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys. Like when I. Based off how the numbers won, I, I I didn't go to a ton, but I I went to the movie. I would I went to movies throughout the this entire period. Like, yeah. Not a ton, but like last su- summer I went to like, the drive-in a couple times. I would go to the drive-in, or I would go to like, the theater a few times. Mm-hmm. But like now that um things are back to normal, I'm at the point where I'm seeing anything. Like I just saw Fast and Furious Nine, but I didn't. No spoilers, please. It was I didn't see the first eight, but I loved it so much. I'm mad that I missed that franchise. Mm. It's incredible. Uh, I saw Kong vs Godzilla. Just because it was like, I just want to go to a movie. I didn't see the other ones, and I've uh, been just trying to go out as much as possible. And anytime I can go to a restaurant or a coffee shop or anything like that, but just get me out of the house. Wait for a concert. That's I'm really excited to go to a, a real concert again. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Dude, I haven't no. been to a concert being like, oh, damn, twenty. 
Ah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But but yeah, um yeah, that's cool. So uh, yeah, uh what about you, Carl? What's going on in your world? Uh I'm still watching the I Sniper docuseries and I mean it's just a uh, let me see, I don't wanna say nostalgic right but it's like you know everything has just been coming back to me mm. you know from when I was living down there at that time if you don't know Chris uh, I Sniper is the uh, docuseries that's on Vice and it tells the story it's the story about the uh, DC Sniper attacks but it's actually oh. Lee, yeah. but it's actually Lee Malvo the kid who was pulling the trigger he's actually telling the story from jail Wow. As well I remember as, when like, that happened. Yeah, I, that was, was, I was living down there when it happened. Mm. Jesus Christ, man. What was it like it was a guy with a kid in the car? Yes. What was the motive? Did they The motive was actually because his wife the 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 guy's wife divorced him and he took his kids. So he that just triggered him, he snapped he basically just snapped, he met the he met the young boy in Jamaica, took him in, you know, basically raised him. And he was already a uh, military vet anyways from uh Denny Storm, I believe. And um but yeah, the ultimate goal was to kill his wife and to take the kids and flee the country. But that didn't didn't happen that way? No, because they wind up getting caught in. But the thing was, when he was sniping the random people, he was just trying to make it look like, just like his wife was just gonna be one of the random people that was just sniped. I'm so surprised to hear that he didn't think his murder out so well. To cover up the murder of my wife, I'll kill a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was the plan. Yeah, that yeah. was the plan. So, but oh. what's crazy is. Like where I'm at is how he got caught. It's always something so small. Yeah, pulled over. Like if you watch it, it. No, he, he actually did get pulled over, but he like the cop didn't notice anything. What it was is from one of the last stops, he dropped a military magazine. Oh. That was it. They ran his prints and they got everything on him and that's when they found out because originally they thought it was like a white box truck or a white box van and I remember when I was living down there I would see like if I when I was going to, on the bus to go to school or work like I well to go to school at that time I saw I I would probably see like three uh, white vans like getting pulled over within that route hmm. so Man. and it was terrifying for me too because I took a night class I took a night class and I was at the bus stop, and mind you, one of the uh, one of the victims was just sitting at a bus stop. And then there was a wooded area across the bus stop at the school. Mm. So it was around that time it was getting dark a little earlier. So like, man, anxiety was anxiety yeah. was high. So <laughs> so yeah, in that America, I'm sure all of us have stories that we remember when there was random mass shootings that they were scared. I mean, for me, when I was in the eighth grade pre-Columbine, someone in Arkansas pulled a fire alarm at a middle school and then they shot the class. And I remember the next day, middle school, someone pulled a fire alarm and like all of us having to go outside. I remember hi- all of us hiding behind my sixth grade teacher. And yeah. so, like, 
I think to have a, maybe think of it just like how kids, I know you're talking about the younger generation, like they all have like, you know, like uh, school shooting drills and stuff. They're like, I can't believe this generation. I'm like, no, 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 no. last generation had it too. Like yeah. this started when I was in middle school. Like I, I had to grow up with this crap too. It's, it's terrifying. Mm. And that's on my side. Yeah. Yeah, we never had to do the drills. Ours were just like if someone, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, like I remember being in high school, we, my friends and I would always kind of figure out who we think it would be and try to be nice to them. Oof. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, it was always like the dorky, like uh, goth white kid. <laughs> let's be honest, it's always it's always white people. It's always 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 white kids. And yeah. I, I grew up in Meriden, Connecticut, which is like an urban city. So like I grew up in a very like multicultural area, but I went to high school in the town over that was very white, and that was when I was the most scared. <laughs> white people. Mm. Can't trust them. <laughs> Yeah. That's. And it caught me by surprise to hear you say that. Did I get canceled? Did I do this right? Nah, you didn't. No, I'm just kidding. Trust me, we said a lot worse. I'm surprised we got canceled. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Hmm. By the way, guys, I have to say, I have been loving your show. I've been for a while, but um, the the other interview that you did the most, that I loved the most recently, you did the interview. I'm sorry, I forgot her name. For the person who wrote the oral history of In Loving Color. Oh, oh yeah. Yo, that was because like, in living color was like my SNL growing up, and like it doesn't get the cultural uh, recognition that it really deserves. And like I love those types of books. I'm a, such a sucker for anything oral history. Like I read the oral history of The Wire. Like I'm, that's I I love that kind of stuff. So I saw you guys had him on. I was like, yo, this is somebody I would talk to. This is amazing. I it was awesome, awesome episode. Ah, thank I, you. It still shocks me today how that I was able to get him on the show. Like I just posted up the book, tagged him on Instagram. He Love responded. That he responded, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna take a chance. Broke do the ass. So got him. You asked, and yeah, he was that, so chill. You he guys did like, great. Oh, thank you. And he was cool, and like, and I, it was so. I like. I know you guys grew up on it too. Like. It's so funny because I remember I have like some memories of elementary school, of um, of like I, I I'll have to ask my parents, but if there you could find pictures of me, but there was one year in elementary school I was fire marshal Bill and like my friend was holding the clown, <laughs> like that like because we were oh my like my whole childhood was like oh we don't play that like we were to like my entire obsessed to no end with mm. um with with um. Fun. With um, Fire Marshal Bill was uh, we loved him, and then uh, Homie Homie the Clown was the one that they had. And then you got yeah. young J Lo, you know, yeah. uh, J Lo was a fly girl. Mm-hmm. But that's all she was. I think they over. I think they over like. Yeah, I know. She just she she was like guys too this. much. All she did was just like dance for like. She was just a background dancer. She just happened to become famous later on. Mm-hmm. That, that that's it. She did Selena, yeah. and it just went uphill from there. That's a good movie too. Yeah, I remember watching this. Yeah, and because like when I, I grew up in Meriden, which was predominantly like Hispanic community, so like silly. Like, every so often, I, I'll have these certain touchstones that none of my other white friends like kind of look at me weird. They're like what? <laughs> I was like, what? You guys didn't grow up with Selena? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't the uh, woman who killed us getting out of jail soon? Oh. Yes. Oh wow. Sometime this year or next year, and she's probably gonna have to go back, go into hiding. Because there's still people outside. There's people out here that are still mad at her. Mm. 
well, she murdered her, and then she's like, I didn't do it. Yeah. She's a sociopath. Mm. Yeah, madness. Wow. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, any, anything else? Anything else y'all's, y'all's been getting into, Carl? Not really. No. Not, not really. I've been back to work, so I've just been like, on that. But, um, I feel you. Yeah, I said, yeah, the latest episode came out last night, so I'm very, like, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. Hmm. As soon as this is over, because where I'm at, it's like, okay, they finally caught them. Yeah. So now, you know, they're being apprehended, and they're away from each other for, like, the first time, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to see that emotional whirlwind. Yeah, for sure. It's on Vice? Yes. Nice. Yeah. 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 I'll show up, I love, I'm obsessed with documentaries, like, I watch, not true crime ones really, but I watch a lot of them. Yeah. Did we review this one a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, that I know for a fact that you will enjoy, it's called, um, The Orange Years, The Nickelodeon Story. Oh, it was so good! Oh, you watched it? I loved it, yeah, I, I remember wanting to read the book, but never did, and then I went to the on the documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really I, really good. I had a lot. I had a lot of fun watching. I was actually watching it uh, with my friend Brian. Shout out to Brian from UWO. Oh, yeah. But we was watching that and just like screaming, "Yo, I used to love this show. I used yeah. to love this show. Couldn't get into this show." Oh, da, 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 da. And, like it, it yeah. just created a nice nostalgic dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because um, I never watched Fred and Stimpy, but like there's some stuff I, I miss Fred and Stimpy. I used to watch Rocco, like Doug, all that stuff. I loved all those. Audio Monsters was like my favorite, but they didn't really cover it too much in the Orange Years because it like they didn't go that they, that was a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, uh, Clarissa explains it all. I mean, Melissa Joan Hart was my first crush. <laughs> how did you not like? How could you not watch Mississippi? I don't think my mom and dad let me. To be honest, I okay. think it's one of those. It was. It was. I think we didn't have cable either, so I think like. My mom, my more, my parents got like would go through these phases of getting into like, this is too violent. They, like, I don't know, they were kind of odd. They were never really that consistent with it. So like every so often they would just like, if if like the it was a big hubbly where they're like, oh, you're not gonna listen to this gangster rap because it's bad for you. But then like a week later they're like, oh, what? <laughs> you know. So the Red and Stimpy, I just don't think we were allowed to watch it, and because of that, I just I just completely missed it. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, what you got for us? 
<laughs> I got some got some things. Um, I I watched uh, recently. I watched a really a really a really great movie uh, on Hulu, uh, which is which is my background the Zoom background for this week, and it is a Danish Danish film called Another Round, uh, which stars Mad Mikkelsen. And it's directed by Thomas Vinterberg. Um, this film is uh, the 2020 uh, uh, this year's uh, winner, Oscar winner for best uh, international feature. And uh, another round. It's a uh, it's a film that stars uh, Mad Mikkelsen, uh, Thomas Bo Larsen, Lars Ranthi, and Marcus Magnus Milang, a bunch of uh, you know Danish Swedish actors. And this film has an interesting premise. It's about uh, Mads Mikkelsen. He plays this guy named um, oh, what was it? Uh, he plays this guy named Martin, and and uh, Martin is this. Uh, he's a school. He's this. Yep. He's this high school teacher, and um, basically, like he, he he realizes that that his life is kind of stuck in a rut. Like he realizes that um, his wife kind of finds him boring um, and and predictable. Um, his, his class, his 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 students in his in his history class find him a little boring and predictable, and he realizes that okay, you know what? Maybe I've been doing the, maybe I've been stuck in this rut. I've been doing the same routine like for the better part of like ten, almost twenty years. Uh, something has to change, but I don't know what and I don't know how. And so one night he's uh, uh out drinking with his friends. They they're having this dinner. And um, he just breaks down crying at the table because he just realizes that he's actually depressed. And so uh, one of his friends, his fellow teacher, a fellow teacher of his goes, hey, you know what? You know, I've been reading about this social experiment. Why don't we, to kind of spice things up, why don't we show up to work drunk? Like, why don't we, why don't we, because, uh, you know, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we drink just enough to make sure that our blood alcohol content is at 0.05? You know, we'll we'll take a breathalyzer. We'll 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 just you know just to just to get a buzz on. That way we can go to work. We can and 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 see just just how we can you know do our do our jobs effectively while under the influence. And so and so uh, Martin's like, you know what? You know what? Why not? I, I, I mean, I I need a shake up. Why not? So him and his three friends, they all they're, they're all uh, also teachers. Um, they all get drunk. Um, like uh, in the beginning of their. Uh, school day just to start this experiment and martin in particular like he starts feeling a little buzzed and then he actually starts to get a little more loose in the class he starts to engage with the students more um he starts being more lively um he, sta he starts offering like some cool his history examples to kind of um get his uh his students more engaged for example he talks about like um he, he compares uh famous you know, not necessarily famous drunks, but like, you know, p people who are famous heavy drinkers like, you know, Winston Churchill to like sober straight edge people like Adolf Hitler. And, you know, kind of gets them, gets his students to kind of like engage with history in that way. And um, and as and as they and, and as him and his friends go along with this experiment of getting drunk, they start upping the ante a little bit. They're like, OK, we're at point five. All right. Now, let's 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 write this down. OK, this is what happens at point five. Let's see if we can get our blood alcohol uh, level to point six. Let's, let's let's see what happens, and then a little more shenanigans ensue, and then they get it to point seven, and then point eight, and then next thing you know, they're like, "Damn, um, why why did we start this experiment again?" But but you know, but uh, but yeah, another round. It's it's a it's an it's an excellent film. It's it's a film that uh, it's definitely life affirming. Uh, it's a film that um, what I really like about it is that it, it's about. I, I, I th actually one one of the things I like about it is that when I think about when I watched another round, I think about that that quote that Homer Simpson had from The Simpsons. He goes, "Here's to alcohol, 
the court the cause of and solution to life's problems and that's pretty much like the <laughs> and that's pretty much like the driving force through the movie so so basically when you're watching these four men going through a mild form of white boy wasted you know on, on while they're on the job um they're it's it's actually it's actually pretty life affirming because when you see these 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 stuffed shirts you know try to live a little you know they start to like put a little spice in their relationships you know and, and they start to engage with the world a little more you know just you know just with a little little bit of the a uh, little bit of the vodka a little bit of the you know the you know the 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 joy juice if you will um but, yeah but I, yeah i just made that up but uh but but yeah um but yeah another round um it's it's like i said it's an excellent film especially if you if you're if you're if you want something that's um something that's pretty unique and something that's very enjoyable it's not depressing um it's definitely the opposite of um uh thomas vinterberg's uh previous collaboration with Maddie Smickelson, this movie called the hunt which was extremely upsetting for you know I'll, i won't get into that but 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 another round definitely the opposite end of the spectrum um thomas vinterberg the the, the, the writer and uh, director he dedicated this film to his daughter um, who unfortunately did pass away uh, before the making of this film and so um uh, in, in the making of this film he decided to change direction and make it more life-affirming and it's definitely worth a watch it's on hulu um it's this year's winner uh academy award winner for best international feature um yeah Definitely check it out, um, and and also the the. <laughs> oh well, well, thank thank you, and and hey, 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 you know, hey, it's 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 a movie. I think I think you'll enjoy. It, you know, um, it's uh, um, I know the I think the. The I think the Danish title of it is called, is simply called Drunk. That's like the the the, the Danish title of the film. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth a watch, and it's on Hulu. Uh, so yeah, I saw that. Uh, it's in uh, Danish. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, like I said, it's kind of like a mild form, like the, how what the characters go through. Um, if yeah. now, now if they did like me, if they if they got drunk and took an edible at the same time, oh no, this this movie would have taken a whole other direction. But <laughs> but um, I would pay to see. I would pay to see that again. Uh, I'd like to see that. Are there a lot of tears? Do you get happy or do you get a little sad? Um. Well. Uh. Well. No. Well. Let, let's let's just say that um um I know what a brownout feels like, and I don't want to experience that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. an alcohol person. I'm, mm. I'm, a, I'm a cannabis enthusiast, but mm. not, not alcohol. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yes. One of the reasons I like going to the movies so much is I like to take a lot of edibles and then go to see a movie like um, Fast 9 and IMAX. Because you don't really need to know what's going on because it's really high. <laughs> it's IMAX and it's Fast 9. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, Kong vs. Godzilla High was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. you know this there's lots of great films for everyone you know so all, i love all yeah. kinds of films you know i love that i think that's so cool i i wish i had more film knowledge 
I'm, I have a lot of cinephile friends, and yeah. I've just never been one of those people, but I, I have much respect for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I, I'll say, like, if you ever, like, on, like, Netflix or Hulu or any other streaming service, like, just, you know, see something that kind of, that kind of piques your interest and, then, you know, take a chance, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's weird. I don't know you guys. I'll do that with documentaries, oddly enough, more than I will with feature films. Hmm. I don't know why. It's like one of those things. Oh, yeah. yeah documentaries aren't great. Documentaries aren't pretty fun and cool. It's like, sometimes yeah. you, but you do got to be iffy about them, too, because it's like, they could be one-sided. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the time who's telling the story and stuff. So it's just like, all yeah. right, that's one person's. Well, I wouldn't say yeah. one person, but that's just like, that's a perspective of, of the story that they're, yeah, exactly. That they're yeah. telling, so. Yeah. Like, like a slice of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I, I tend to not really do a ton of, like, conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy person, person, conspiracy theory person, so I tend to, I don't watch more, like, not those types of documentaries. I watch the good ones, like, I don't know, other stuff. The Orange Years, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. A lot of music. I watch a lot of music documentaries. Oh, nice. Yeah, um... But yeah, like uh, yeah. Besides another round, um, I also watched um, volume two of Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. Okay, that's what I'm gonna work on this week. Yep. And we'll review it next. Can we do that? Yeah, we can. We can do that next week. Yeah. Um, yep. I watched that. It's it's um it's it's a it's an anthology series. So it's like a series of like yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a series of like short uh short films like basically like 20 20 minutes long or so and and um and most of them yeah yeah fincher was one of the executive producers and um yep and for and for season two all of them are based on published short stories so it's actually pretty cool yeah a lot all sci-fi related yeah a lot of sci-fi related a lot of um interestingly like uh this season like there there were at least three episodes that that didn't feature love death or robots um, but it was still interesting, none- nonetheless. Very interesting, like the sci-fi uh, narratives that they told. But we'll definitely uh, talk more about that next week. Um, um, yeah. And... Oh, WandaVision? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we've done all the Marvel shows so far. Uh, yeah, I like them. St- yeah. Yeah, I love the wall. Mm. Um, WandaVision, I have a. I, I won't take too much time on it, but I, I haven't gone back to rewatch it because it took... I've never had such an emotional toll taken on me from a TV show. Like, it um, it did something to me. I, like, I honestly, I watched the last episode. I felt like I, I, I felt like I was at a funeral. Like, it, mm. like, um, like, so, like, I work in behavioral health and I've experienced my own trauma and stuff. So there was, like, a whole level of, like, watching it with, like, a behavioral health background of, like, I was like, I have never seen trauma or grief portrayed so well in like a sci-fi way. Like I've never like out of that stuff. Like I, I loved it. Um, Winter, Falcon Winter Soldier. I gotta watch it again. I didn't love it as much as I should have, but I think I was because I was in such a like a, I was like I was pretty bummed out from Wanda. Mm-hmm. But I love you know I love I love I love um, you know I love me some Anthony yeah. So like that and, and Julia Lee Dreyfus and then Loki is just like oh, I'm like God. What a world. Marvel is just, thank you, Marvel. Just, just thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Loki's been fun, but I do got a bone to pick with you, Victor. Oh, what's that? Uh, uh, so you would love to hear my review of a MCU film uh-huh. directed 
directed by David Lynch. Yes. <laughs> he could probably do a good job, right? Oh, yeah. If David Lynch was to do something as weird as he is, okay, what I agree with you, he would have to do like an episode of the What If series. I mean, David Lynch's movies make sense in a way. Like, it's surrealist. Certain people. Okay, so what was the, po- what was the point hmm. of, the little cl- of the little dolls in Mulholland Drive? Oh, you mean like the, the, mini- the miniature old people that you saw in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, it was just a, hallu- what was the point of that? It was just a hallucination. Because, like, Naomi Watts' character, you know, like, in the first half, she imagines herself as, like, this successful, you know, a Hollywood actress from, from a small town. Everything's, like, coming up aces for her. But then in the second half of the film, like, she's, like, she's like in quote-unquote reality where it's the total opposite, where she's just basically ain't shit, and she's just suffering delusions of grandeur, you know? Yeah, he could he could do real weird world or, you know maybe maybe something um, you know maybe he could take one of the uh, one of like the B C D uh, characters and just make something totally memorable. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Doctor Strange. That would be interesting, man. It would, and I was thinking that too. But I I feel like Doctor Strange is. Is a, is a character that makes sense. David uh, Lynch just, <laughs> yeah, nah, uh, would just throw in something. Nah, David Lynch could direct it. Should direct an episode of Moonlight. Of Moonlight? I don't know. That could be cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it'll be, it'll be I like awesome. It. You know, I always finish to everyone that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the scene in Spider-Man Far From Home when him and Zendaya are on the bridge and it's like right before he tells her Spider-Man? Like that scene really reeked of this uh, movie uh, before sunrise or before sunset with Ethan Hawke, which is mm-hmm. like this really beautiful rom com about a couple that meets on the train and they have a relationship over a twenty four hour period. I literally just want a, I just want that movie with Zendaya and Tom Holland. No Spider Man. I just mm-hmm. I want to see they're just so cute and they're just <laughs> oh god they have such chemistry. I just want to watch them walk around like Prague and fall in love for two hours and then maybe yeah. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. Like, um, like I don't know if you've ever seen um those bef- the before movies, like Before Sunset, Sunrise with yeah, a. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Before Sun, there's three of them. Before Sunset, After Sunrise. Yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. incredible. And that that scene, I don't know if they were mean to, but like that one scene really felt like an homage to the Before Sunrise or whatever, which one of them. Mm. And I was like, God, I just want to see like him as a young Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Zendaya is just like, God, is she not a gem or what? Oh yeah, she's a she's a very good actress. And and speaking of Zend- speaking of Zendaya, like I recommend watching on on Netflix, Malcolm and Marie, with her and yeah, it's it's a it's a movie with her and uh, John David Washington, and it's a it's just the, it's just them two, in in a house, and it's just like like a two person uh, play of sorts on film. Yeah, and they're in this like really contentious relationship. Yeah, it's it's and it's, in, it's shot in black and white. Yeah, it came out earlier this year in February. Yeah, oh, damn. yeah, well you know worth. I tell, you know how I, could t- I knew I was old because I was watching Spider Man, 
mm-hmm. when I was watching Spider-Man, when I was watching Far From Home, when I'd seen, there's no part of me that looks at that and is, like, attracted to them. I, I literally look at them, and they look like children to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> Mm. Like, I was like, oh my god, I'm such an adult. Like, I look at Tom Holland and Zendaya, and they just look like, like little, like little kids to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah mm. I mean, they are, because, you know, we're, yeah, we're all in our mid to pushing late 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and 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 um and, and Chris, I know you mentioned that um that you're into music documentaries uh, earlier. Um, there's two that might be of interest to you. Uh, one of which I've one of which I haven't seen, but I've heard of. Um, one is uh, the documentary on Amy Winehouse called Amy. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, that one was really good. Um, uh, that. Yeah, that one actually it was the uh it won the uh best documentary feature Oscar uh, a few years ago when it came out. Yeah, and uh, and there's also another documentary which just came out. It's on I think I believe it's on Amazon Prime. It's uh it's on the Mary J. Blige's second album, My Life, and the doc- the documentary. Yeah, I just that the other day. Yeah. Oh, check that out. yeah, I was. A- I, yeah, like I watched like even like I watched documentaries about people like I watched the Jonas Brothers documentary. <laughs> I didn't know anything about the Jonas Brothers. Mm. Really well done. Yeah. The Taylor Swift one, really good. Mm. Maybe a really big Taylor fan. Wow, indeed. The, my wife and I watched the one on Pink, which was like really good. I oh. did not. That, that woman is nuts, by the way. Like, oh my god. But yeah, I like, yeah, I really like that one. Mm. I'll, I'll have to add those to my list. Amazon Prime's got a lot of good stuff. I'll yeah. definitely add those to my list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of very, stuff. Yeah, I, I've become very fortunate of, um, from doing the podcast. Uh, for Let's Chat, that like um, in October, I got to we moder- I we put we hosted and moderated a panel of the punk rock documentary uh, filmmaker roundtable, mm-hmm. and uh, one of those people on uh, there, Taylor, my, my friend Taylor. At that time, we were talking to him because he had made this movie called Pick It Up Ska in the '90s, but um, he was about to come out with a little movie called The Last Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So I got to see. He gave me like I got so I was like, oh, when we became friends, I got to see the screener of that before that came out, and then looked to Netflix. And, it had like a it blew up for a bit, like, and he did a really good job on it. But I was like, I was like, I got to see that before it was popular. Yes. <laughs> nice. If you guys haven't seen it, you would like it. It's really like I don't like blockbuster personally, but it's it's more about the people who run the one in Oregon. It's it's really well done. It's really uplifting. It's very happy. And Taylor just knocked it out of the park. Oh, very cool. All right. Um, and uh, Carl, uh, anything else on your end, or were you, were you gonna? Uh, trying to think of something I wanted to recommend to him, but he pretty much doesn't see it. He just, he saw the ones that I had in mind and then mm. another one just slipped. So, uh, yeah, just kind of. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I was going to, oh, yeah, and I also mentioned uh, earlier um, that, um, that to, to making making I wanted to, de- to debut a, f- a feature here uh, on the Codex Prime podcast because, you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, we've made so many episodes. This is, this is our sixth year, uh, our sixth year doing the podcast. Um, cause you, yeah, Congrats, yeah, thank That's you, huge. thank you. That's really huge. Yeah. Uh, podcast, there's over 2 million podcasts, and most of them get, don't get past episode 20. Yeah. So, like, give yourself a round of applause. Oh, yeah. I took a class this summer, so I got, like, waves of this stuff, but yeah,
Yeah, because we started back in um, May of 2015. And, you know, Carl and I, we just kept the train going. Yeah. I love it. I started in 2013. And yeah. Do you guys ever meet people who make podcasts and then they're like, oh, yeah, we're making a podcast like about like a TV show. So, like, it will end one day. I'm like, wait, podcast can end? So, like, I kind of get jealous because, like, I don't know. I think we're all in the same boat. It's like, I don't know how to stop this thing. But the, the train left the station. I got to do this until I die. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just know how to quit. Hmm. This podcast has literally became like such a huge part of my life. Hmm. Yeah, like it's I, just like a part of my everyday life. Like I just been. Um, I think about. I didn't recruit. Yeah. I like, get what it. Can I, you know, what can I do? What can I read? You know, for you know, for the sake of the podcast. Oh, I did yep. want it again. Uh, Venom two hundred, which is um, Donny Cates and Ryan Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman's uh, last issue. For the uh, Venom run, um, which picks up from the uh, from the uh, events of the King of Black series, and that was a fun read. I let's just say that you find out the exact reasons and why Eddie Brock's son Dylan Brock is going to be a key factor in the Marvel universe for maybe days and years to come. Hmm. Ooh. Intriguing. Okay. I thought Venom was with Sony still. Is it, are they gonna do something weird with that for Marvel? For the MCU. You know what? It's it's possible. It, it, it it's definitely possible because um, if you remember the trailer for Morbius came out and Mike Pete was in the trailer. Oh, that's right. Played, Venom, played Vulture in the MCU Spider-Man, but right. Sony's universe is completely different, so there's a possible chance they gave us a little tease of there could be some type of uh, collaboration to come. So, you know, yeah. especially with what they're doing with Loki, like they they probably wouldn't have to do any work, right? They could just be like, uh, by the way, it's all multiverse, fam. Yeah, so this is another strand, you know. Yeah, another strand in a timeline. It literally is a lot that they can do with the MCU, especially like now that they got the uh, X Men par- uh, parties back and like properties back. Like the, I can see the MCU probably going on, especially with all the X Men stuff. Probably like another like ten or fifteen years before they say, "All right, let's bring all these characters back and mm-hmm. retell a whole different story." Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to see a Miles. Like I want them to do like a live action. Miles Spider-Man. Oh yeah, Miles Morales live. That would be really good. Yeah. You know, you know what's really cool? Like, so I have a four-year-old, so like, this is the reason I have knowledge of small children. But like, if you talk to like little kids, uh, and, and you talk to them about Spider-Man, Spider-Man to them is Miles Morales because that's the mm. PlayStation game they play. So like, all the little kids in the playground with my daughter, they all, all the little kids will lot of them have Spider-Man. They'll be like, and they all think it's Miles, and I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think it's like it just warms my heart so much because um, I mean Spider Verse is my favorite movie. Also, I think it's my favorite movie ever made. Like if I'm being honest. Mm. Um, and I, I just I just felt like what Shamik Moore did with that character. I just I can't even fathom of just how much I just fell in love with that movie. Uh, so I just get so happy. And then the game was just like amazing. Like I thought the PlayStation game was so fun. Just and, like, just beat it not too long ago. Again, it's. Yeah, I feel like four times. And then I love when you get the spider cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Hmm. But uh, it just it, it just makes me so. I don't know why. It's just like, yeah, you're right. Miles is Spider-Man, not Peter Parker. Hmm. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And, and there's always room for both uh, both versions of of Spider-Man: Peter Parker, Miles Morales. Yeah. 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 You could do so much with it. Oh yeah, sure. for sure. He was always my favorite, even as a kid. Like he's just relatable, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's, Powers more, almost more of a like, borderline, almost a curse, not really a blessing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why it's kind of great. But yeah, oh. I just love what he did with that. But, I, but then you know, Tom Holland, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So what you got for us, Vic? Codex retrospectives. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I'm making I'm uh, debuting this feature on the main podcast. Uh, this originally I originally made this the uh, this features debut on Victor's Corner uh, when Carl when you had your hiatus um, so uh, yeah Codex Retrospective because um, I'm a fan of a lot of podcasts and one of the podcasts that I listen to regularly is uh, Sala Monster Sounds Off and um, and and it's, it's a wrestling podcast and every week he has a segment on his uh, on his on his main podcast called This Week in Wrestling History and so uh, I got the inspiration to do a similar feature here for our podcast where instead of wrestling, I focus on mainly film and uh, TV, video games, and some comic history uh, from years past. So I just wanted to highlight, um, you know, six six different things for this week's uh, Codex retrospective feature, and you know, f- and you know, get get y'all's uh, get y'all's feedback and thoughts about each one. So yeah, we're gonna go back uh, to you know memory lane because I know Carl, you're a fan of nostalgia. Uh, so for this week's Codex retrospective, we're going we're first going back to 33 years ago on June 22nd, 1988, which saw the theatrical release of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, one of my childhood favorites. That was 33 years ago? Yeah, 88. Thir- yeah, 19. 19- yeah. I watched it. Yeah, same here. Like I remember when I was a kid, like I I wore out the VHS tape. I bought the yeah. DVD in college, and then I bought the Blu-ray a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Love that movie. Still scares me to this day. Oh yeah, Judge Doom. Oof. Like, like, I, and you still look at that animation, and you I, like, how did you do this? It's it's gorgeous. Oh yeah. And the only time, because I can't remember another time since then where you saw Bugs Bunny. And Mickey Mouse yeah. in the same movie. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. it's ever. Ha- I don't think it's happened since. Mm. And they all have to have equal. Do you notice they all have equal screen time and equal uh, work? I don't know. I feel like we should make like a good sketch comedy bit about like a bunch of lawyers in a room trying to write out the, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> you know, like that had to happen. Like a bunch of lawyers had to be in a room and figure that out. I think. I don't think. I think we ever saw anything quite like that until like. Wreck-It Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet might be the closest, but never quite like Roger. Like, nothing really yeah. ever, mm. ever has done that. Yeah. Uh, Roger Rabbit, yeah, Roger Rabbit was just groundbreaking, too, at this at his time, too. So it was, it was dark. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like a straight-up, like, film noir movie. Yep. Yeah, and, and, the, and the late, great Bob Hoskins as Eddie Valiant. Oh, su- such a good, yeah. good actor. Oh, man. And Jessica... Yep, 33 years ago. Wow. Jessica Rabbit. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how happy this makes me just to hear us talking about it because it's mm. like, um, 
my, I was on Maine, my wife and I were in Maine um, last week, and we were just like having this like t- we had this conversation. I was like, if you could see, oh, I remember. Um, I had this idea. I think we're gonna do. It. I had this idea that we're gonna rent out the movie theater and to, for my daughter to have like a birthday party for her. Because mm-hmm. you know during COVID you can rent a movie theater for like a hundred bucks or something like that. Yep. And I was like, man, what movies would you want to see like in the theater again? So we we're like making a list. And who friend Roger Rabbit was like, oh, that's the that's the movie I want to see in the theater more than any like one of one of the movies that I would put on like I would pay X amount of dollars to rent out the theater and have a bunch of people come and just all watch it together. Like I just it's made for the big screen. Oh yeah. I don't think I ever saw a big screen. I think I must have only seen a on home video. Hmm. I was three when it came out. So <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and um, and also a fun fun fact about uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit: the composer of that film of that film score was Alan Silvestri, who cr- also created the, the the main theme of the Avengers. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Everything comes back to Marvel. He also did Forrest Gump. Yeah, that's right. He did too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Like, I gotta introduce you guys to so many. My my good friend Vern from Cinema Recall, and I have so many movie podcast friends that you guys would, would really vibe with. Mm-hmm. Oh that, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. You guys, you know what? Send, yeah. Send them our way. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. Our our audience is um, will cross over very nice, cross over nicely, but yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. If we could find a way to like just do like a screening of Cooper and Roger Rabbit, like <laughs> screw that line. Let's just get like do it at someone's house and just not even stream it. <laughs> I just want to watch it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm well, probably gonna watch that when we're done with this tonight. Like now, I'm like yeah, I gotta watch it. Oh yeah, watch party. <laughs> and yeah, we're also going back uh, 20 years ago, June 22nd, 2001, which saw the, the theatrical release of The Fast and the Furious. The first movie in that franchise, 20 years ago. I was 17 when that movie came out. I saw it in theaters, and wow, it just boggles my mind that that franchise is still going strong. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. I remember leaving the theater and like my friend's mom minivan and like be like, "Watch it." Oh man, and it's. Yeah, like the the franchise, like where it started compared to where it is now. Like the first film, like they just it was it was all about them stealing like DVD players and electronic equipment. Yeah, from from like a eighteen wheeler. Now they're like they're flinging cars in space, from what I hear, apparently. And the Rock is in it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's kind of emotional when I go to space, by the way. <laughs> uh, can I ask you, you guys, since you know more about Fast and Furious, and you're you're the two people I know for the answer to this. Is it safe to say that the Fast and Furious franchise is the modern day Family Matters? Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> uh you, you know what? You know what? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Chris. It definitely is the modern day Family Matters on celluloid because, like, it's it's like it had it had like humble beginnings, <laughs> and and then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like the the film like the the film franchise it pulled the Steve Urkel and it ca- it became science fiction and just like a comic book movie on its own. And yeah, it's an apt yeah, comparison. I've been, I've been 
watching Family Matters on Hulu for like like when I fall asleep for some reason, mm-hmm. and I always forget that it started up like uh, a, a, like a like almost like a Cosby esque show of like a middle class family in suburbia and Carl does right by his family and kids. Yep. And at some point they have a machine that makes stuff on and then they're like <laughs> come through <laughs> mm-hmm. or uh, oh my god. Yeah, it went off the ring. It went off the rails, but that was what worked for that show. There's a robot. There's a robot Steve at some point. Mm-hmm. Robot. It's basically a terrorist at some point because he's making like nuclear weapons in the house, but it's so funny. Oh and yeah. I watched. The- oh, God, I cannot <laughs> wait to use this line. This is gonna be a, a solid tweet. Oh the yeah. Rock will like it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Steph. Which saw the theatrical release of the Oscar-winning Spider-Man Two, Sam Raimi. One of the best oh, ones. Yeah. One of the best ones yeah. ever. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he does with the uh, multiverse madness. Yeah, that's gonna be real interesting. Is coming back. I know, and he's wow. making stuff left and right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm seventy. I don't care. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, Alfred. Uh, that was that was a really that was a great movie. I've ever seen that yeah. films too. Yeah. God, how is that 14? How is that? So, it, it, in my head, I still think it's like 2009. I still think mm-hmm. we're in 2000. I perpetually think I'm in 2010. And mm-hmm. when you said 14 years ago, I was like, oh, it's got to be like Jurassic Park or something. Oh, nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> something I remember seeing and paying money for. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. That was a good movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's still, yeah. And I think it still is. Like, I, I, I held that strong compared to. Uh, all the uh, superhero movies. Like I put that in the first X Men movie up there with everything else. Yeah, like like for me, like Spider Man Two was uh, it's, it's not it's not my, it's now my second favorite Spider Man film. The first one being Spider Verse. Yeah, but they still hold up extremely well. I know. It's hard to make that Spider Verse top anything. Like it, mm. it, it's like at the point I think it's coming to the point where it's like in my DNA. Hmm. <laughs> like how many times? Spider Verse art in my home. Like I I want to get a Spider Verse tattoo. Uh, we did a watch party for when last chat turned seven. Let's see you live. We did uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. We watched a bunch of people online. And, like, nice. I, I, I have it in my old office. I used to have this. I, this my favorite artist, one of my artists I got, I love some comic on Nate Jones. Mm-hmm. He takes, like, he does, like, this punk quotes, but there's, like, quotes from Miles. It's like, uh, anyone can wear the mask. You can wear the mask. Or something yeah. like that. That famous quote from Miles. And I, I work at a hospital, a psychiatric hospital, which yeah. can be hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I literally stare at that sometimes, like anyone where like it really like puts it in my heart and like all right, you got this. Like, oh yeah. So I don't know. I can speak forever about Spider-Verse. Oh yeah. Send me a picture. Send me a picture of that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I definitely. I, I'm sure you know the artist too, because he's always at Rhode Island Comic Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh nice. I'm sure I'll be at this year. I cannot wait. Yeah. We're going to we apply. We apply for press passes. Yep. I gotta do that. I actually really want to moderate a panel, but I don't know how you do that, so I'm trying to figure out how to weasel my way into that. Mm. Yeah, that I'm actually trying to figure out too. Mm. We'll talk afterwards because I don't. I I, I talked my email. I don't know. I don't know if you know the Chuck and Brad guys, but they they moderate, um, and I know the person that they used to work with isn't there anymore. But I'll, I'll talk to you offline. But I did get like a backdoor contact with something that's kind of like I don't know, but I'll I'll follow up with you guys because I kind of need your advice on what to do because mm. I I just. Yeah, well, now I want to get a booth and just be like, I just want to have a place to put my stuff so I can go fuck around all day. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. 
And uh, also, we got two more, uh, two more retrospectives this week. Uh, we're going also going back twelve years ago, uh, June seventeenth, two thousand nine, which saw the release of Ghostbusters, the video game for the PS3 and Xbox 360, as well as the Nintendo DS and Nintendo Wii. Uh, Ghostbusters, the video game um, that was actually based on what on the ideas of what would have became the third. Uh, Ghostbusters film, uh, which which would have starred the original cast. Uh, the video game also stars the original cast: Dan Aykroyd, uh, Bill Murray, um, Harold Ramis, um, and, and you get to play as a in that, in that game. You get to play as a rookie uh, Ghostbuster who works alongside the the original team, and um, and the and the game was based on the ideas of what would have became Ghostbusters Three: Go to Hell. So. So yeah, it was actually a pretty fun game. It still holds up. You get to use the proton packs, the the PKE meters to detect ghosts. Um, the particle effects were really good, like the same uh, beams that you saw that from the proton uh, uh, pack weapons that they used. You get to use in the game. Yeah, it, it definitely nailed the the universe of Ghostbusters right down to the score, the the classic music score by Elmer Bernstein. So definitely worth playing. Um, you can actually download it um, if for those of you who have a xbox uh game pass or xbox live or uh the playstation store you can definitely uh play the game as well R- still holds up it's um I'm, I'm pretty sure like people can play it and stream it on twitch but um like you can I'll like Nintendo switch. On, on the switch um i'm not sure actually I now, right? yeah i have a ps4 and i have a switch so yeah yeah, it's it's actually worth playing. It came out in two thousand nine, so there might be a like I think there's a remaster that came out not too long ago, so you might be able to uh, nice. find it. Yeah, and uh, and last but not least, uh, more recent, um, we're going back three years ago uh, to June twenty nine, twenty eighteen, which saw the death of comics legend Steve Ditko, aged ninety. He was best known as the co creator of Spider Man and Doctor Strange with Stan Lee. Um, Steve Ditko, he was also inducted in the comic industry's Jack Kirby Hall of Fame all the way back in 1990 and into the Will Eisner Award Hall of Fame in 1994. Legendary artist. Um, definitely one of, the, uh, one of the, the top two titans that made Marvel, the house of ideas, what it was and what it is. So much respect to uh, the late, the legendary Steve Ditko. Yeah, I actually remember that. Remember hearing that news. It, it was actually like rather sad. I don't, I don't want to get too deep, with, you know, too deep into detail about you know the circumstances around his death. That was really sad, but I mean, definitely a true pioneer. Um, like I said, I have a poster of the Amazing Fantasy Fifteen that he uh, did the artwork for, the facsimile edition mm. of that same comic book. Because odds are, because you know. I'm not filthy stick and rich. You can't just magically buy a copy of Amazing Fantasy 15. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Unless you got like Jeff Bezos money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, where I can just buy it and it just won't face me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, that was uh, this week. This week's Codex Retrospective. So, yeah. Every week we'll have uh, I'll have some more uh, retrospectives as we go on with it, which each with each episode, and uh, yeah, so yeah, that was a bit of nostalgia there. And uh, for those of us, for those of y'all listening, uh, be sure to send us an email. We haven't had one of those in a long time. It's at Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com because I'm tired of deleting the spam. 
I'll definitely get back on it eventually. Um, and the reason why I decided to beat it because I was like, you know what? Both times I played it, I killed my own. This time I'm gonna let him live. That's right. That's the right ending, Carl. I said it from the beginning. Believe it or not, it's literally the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I got on my end. Um, uh, unless unless uh, y'all got some more uh, cool stuff to add. If not, um, feel free to plug, you know, your stuff. I'm gonna be DJing this weekend. Uh, actually, on Sunday at um, I can't remember the name of the store right now. It just kind of like the, the gig just kind of dropped on me last minute. So. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm actually filling. I'm actually uh, filling in for somebody, but yeah, uh, I'll actually post all the details on, you know, within the coming days. But yep. yeah, it was definitely gonna be. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be in Providence. So yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I'll definitely. I'll post more. No, send me the information, man. Yeah, definitely come through. Is it dancing? Because I'm, I, I'm, I am like just dying to like go to like, I don't know what to call it, club or a concert or just. Like a wedding, I don't know. Like just, I don't yeah. know, man. Just anywhere I can just fucking cut a rug. I'm, I'm man, weddings! I've been seeing a lot of. Yeah, man. Get married, invite me. I am a good wedding guest. <laughs> I will get married fucking high and dance my ass off. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you, are you gonna like, like, like? Do you take uh, edibles? Well, oh, you said you're not a you're not an alcohol person. I was gonna ask if you take both at the same time, which you know. Is quite an adventure, like I said, but yeah. I would pay big money to see that again. Uh man, like I said, like that—that that was the time. Um, I when I did that, I—I I, I, it was 2017. I had to purge all the demons out my system from that hellacious year and time. So, yeah, I, yeah, it was a one and done. Oh, oh! I was just saying that. Um, um, yeah, Carl said that he would love to see me do another um, uh, so-called white boy wasted, where I basically I. I'd like to see that too. Well, basically. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure that a hundred percent of my audience would love to see that. Oh, they. I, I can't. Oh my god! I I can't. I can't do that. No. No. Uh, you 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 gotta you gotta up up you gotta up the money a little bit. You know, it's gonna be way more. No, no, it's gotta be way more than a thousand dollars, man. Yo, yo, you. Well, well, people, you heard it here first, and uh, and on that note, uh, uh, Chris, uh, tell the please tell the good people where they can find your podcast and your work. 
Uh, the best place, your, your best bet would just be Let's Chat Podcast.net. We're at Let's Chat Podcast on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, our most recent episode just went up to yesterday. We had Caroline and Nicole from the, a podcast I love called Finding Disney. And uh, next episode, for any of uh, this, uh, we have Matt Stewart, who is the trumpet player for Street Light Manifesto. That'll come out in a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, we've been going, going pretty hard at it. So, uh, you know, we're constantly putting out content. We keep, keep doing it. And then um, obviously, these guys are going to come on and we'll, we'll do it in person. And uh, yeah, let's chat about cats.net. It's your best bet for everything. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you can also find our podcast, Codex Prime. Uh, we're pretty much live every 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 week, every Tuesday evenings, around eight p.m. or eight thirty p.m. ish Eastern Standard Time. Um, all of our all of our audio episodes are available pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, especially Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, where you can hit us up with that five star review, um, iHeartRadio. Uh, just Google Google search us, and you'll find all of our episodes pop up. Um, you can also. Yeah. Oh, nice. Awesome. And Podchaser, great website. Yeah. Yes, Podchaser. Damn, we have websites yep. I don't even know about. So. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can also um, find us on social media at Twitter at Codex Prime Cast and Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's pretty much it, uh, Chris. Um, yeah, man. It's it, once again always a pleasure to have you on, and uh, and. I just love any time I get to hang out with you guys. Uh, we're gonna we'll definitely we're gonna do this again, and oh man, and well, we should do. I'm I'm starting to get this idea. Like, I want to start doing like podcast meetups, like under the last chat name and stuff. Like, yeah, we we're in the same area, cross streets. Yeah, absolutely. I should not have that way to word that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like maybe, yeah, like, no. Yeah, we got a really great podcast scene going in Rhode Island right now. It's been really, really wonderful. And I thought COVID might decimate that, but it seems like it's just been getting stronger. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that we've all been doing this for like, and there was a long time we were doing this without even know, like, knowing that each other existed in the same city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an amazing thing. And um and and once again I gotta you gotta thank all of our viewers our listeners for tuning in supporting us uh listening to our show watching us and uh, yeah you know helping us motivating us to keep the train going there's always some great stuff to talk about oh thank you yeah man I've been, I've done uh, I've been doing my show since 2013 and because it's guest based I have the the opportunity to get to interact with lots of different fan bases and stuff mm-hmm. the Codex Prime young people should show up and are just like they're, they're like that's what you want they're the, the most wonderful kind of people and, and you guys introduced me to the party nerds I love those dudes now like I've met Harder. so many <laughs> nice people through your community and it's it's wonderful yeah um, oh yeah partners yeah. those are those are my people definitely for sure mm. yeah absolutely and yeah and also I just I just just thinking of an idea too like once once things uh, become safe enough like and maybe hopefully before the end of the year if not maybe sometime next year uh we should we should definitely have like a big like live either probably in person like podcast podcast meetup round table live in front of an audience of friends that'd be dope that would be so dope 
Yeah. I wanted to do. I was actually trying to do a live show at AS220, and I was working with them, and then they just kind of fell off on me. And then, uh, yeah. How about you guys? I have the problem where I have a lot of good ideas. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I can't do this. Someone else needs to take over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I think a live podcast would be super. Yeah, well, that that will definitely happen. We'll I'll find someone who's responsible and knows how to put stuff together. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had some successes and I've had some failures, but I got a lot mm. more failures than I've had success. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, but yeah, but but yeah. Thank you guys so much. This is so much fun. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and thank and thank you uh, once again for joining us. Uh, we'll definitely have you on again at some point. Uh, really anytime, I'm totally game and vice versa. Awesome, yeah. we'll love to hear it. So yeah, that's pretty much all we got. Uh, once again, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds.